Hi there, and welcome back, fam, to Healthish. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm also the digital editor at Body and Soul. Now, I don't think I'm overstating things when I say that we've all felt a little bit lonelier than usual this year, maybe. Social distancing, quarantining, and just the generalised fear around COVID, for most Australians anyway, has meant that we haven't seen as much of each other as we would have liked. But, and I'm touching wood as I say this, it seems that by Christmas, most state and territory borders will be open and we'll be able to get together with friends and loved ones almost like we used to. But what are the long-term mental health effects that we've paid for this and how can we refill our cup so to speak, when it comes to socialising. I wrangled Jackie Manning, a.k.a. the friendly psychologist, into the studio to help answer these questions and more. Jackie Manning, welcome to Healthyish. Thanks, Ali. Nice How, to be here. No, it's nice to you to be here in real life. It's yes. always a treat. Now, I'm really interested because you work in this space. How has um, the social social isolation that we've seen through COVID? How has that impacted people's mental health? You must see it firsthand in Absolutely. your clinics. Yes. What What's the main uh, undercurrent or the main result? Do you think? The main thing is everyone's experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of exhaustion, a lot of burnout, Mm -hmm. and it's come from such a massive change in our day-to-day. So the social isolation that people have been experiencing has made people feel... um, really lonely and also really weird about themselves or it's made them also feel um, unsure about themselves and how they interact in their worlds whether that's workspace relationship space it's also had pressure on relationships if people are living together because they've been unnaturally together yes. 24-7 and that's yeah. created some issues. Definitely. We've definitely seen a spike in the site in terms of um, content around relationship conflict and breakups Absolutely. Yeah, very and cheating much so. as well. But yeah. because of that pressurised situation, which is a bit unnatural, to be honest. It is. It is. And people are going, oh, I don't know if I really like my partner very much. <laughs> and so it's it's had a lot of effect. There's a lot of people people I've been talking to who who like being around people and like talking to people and have really missed that interaction even though they are talking to people you know we're lucky we have technology to help us do that but it's not the same Mm. and people like their routines and their routines have been scrambled so it's made it's I've never been busier in my workplace and it's you know people have just been experiencing the effects. Mm. So why are humans so hardwired to socialise? Why do we need that connection? What does it do to our brains? Well, there seems to be some secret source in terms of in real life interactions as opposed, as you said, we do have technology, which is awesome. Thank goodness for, you know, FaceTime and Zoom and blah, 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 all the rest of it. But what is it about seeing someone in real life that lights us up? Look, it's a great question because we are in, we're we're creatures of our DNA and our biology and we often disregard that. And so in our DNA, in our primal beings, we are tribal beings. We need to be around other people. And that came from safety in numbers. So back in the cave people days, if we weren't in a tribe, it was a much higher risk of being um, killed, basically, by other tribes or animals that were roaming the <laughs> roaming the plains, and so it was. It would create a lot of anxiety of being separated from that tribe, and so 
we need it in our systems and our chemistry. So our biology and our chemistry often run our moods and we think we can override that with the way we think. Now, having healthy thought patterns does have an effect on our mental health and positive well-being, but there's a chemical component there that we don't have control over. And so meeting someone face-to-face, we're using all of our five senses. You know, we're, we're, we're around them. We're sensing their energy. We're not just listening to words. Verbal components of conversations and interactions is actually a very small percentage of how communication goes. A lot's um, communicated by gestures and facial expressions and tones of voice and things like that. If you think about babies when they're born, for their development, they need that facial contact all the time and daily like they they need to be near their primary caregivers faces because it helps their brain develop Mm. and so that continues on when we're adults as well we need that kind of touchstone of of seeing other people and being around them Mm, that's so interesting so what are the because as we said technology has helped in a myriad of ways and you know thank goodness that covid didn't happen in the 1950s because life would have been a lot harder Mm. but what are the the downsides that too much screen time can have yeah look screens have a very stimulating effect on our brain Mm. so it's not even so much what we're reading or what we're talking about or what we're seeing but the actual technology itself can make our brain work really, really hard and the stimulate lots of stimulation. We're taking in lots of data. In our in these days we're taking in more data than in one week than our ancestors did in their whole lives. That does not surprise me. Because no. so many times I come home from work and I'm like, my brain just needs to sleep. Like, I just don't want to take in any more information. Yeah, absolutely. Got too many tabs open. And you really feel it, don't you? And so, and people are reporting to me that even if they're having different Zoom meetings or whatever across the day, they're staying in their same space. So they're staying in their seat, looking at the computer. They're not having those, they're not having those incidental interactions with people at the lunch counter or just walking around from their office and they're not stretching enough, they're not moving enough. Um, and so the the intensity of what we're experiencing through our technology, and I agree with you, I mean, thank God we do have our technology at hand. It plays a positive role as well. But we just have to be really aware that it can be um, very depleting on our yeah. energy. That our is mood. such an inter- That's such a good word to use is depleting. So, okay, if we want to refill our cup and we want to sort of like undo some of this anxiety-induced um, sort of state that isolation has given us. What are some good ways to reconnect, especially with the holiday period coming up? Mm. What are some ways to kind of like rejuvenate and refresh those sort of overwired brains of ours? <laughs> well, get outside. So, well, yeah. I mean, we're very lucky in Australia. We're, we're able to move around a lot more than other places are. And so I'd really encourage people to get out with their friends or their family that, that are around. And I recognise that some people's families might still be in states that may not be let's, easy to no, travel no, no, to. But let's forget about hope that. that all the borders are <laughs> well, open. It's looking good. Yeah. It's looking really Fingers good. Fingers crossed. So, you know, to get out for a couple of drinks or go for a walk outside or go for a lunch or dinner, everyone's aware of what they need to do to stay safe. So, mm. all the businesses, everyone's working really well in Australia. Abide by the rules. Be sensible. You can't have massive parties at the moment, but you can get amongst your people. Mm. And so, I'd really encourage people to think of what they can do mm. rather than the things that they may not still be able to do and just to have some some relief and some enjoyment and bring some of that joy back by being around others and and interacting and 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 if you're not feeling great 
even in those occasions. Talk about it. Chances are your friends have been feeling it too. And so, you know, just debrief about how, yep. how things have been. I think there's a lot to debrief over. There sure is. <laughs> Yep, the gift of 2020. Well, mm. thank you so much for coming in. My I pleasure, so Ali. appreciate you and we'll have to get you back in. Sounds good. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I definitely have some introverted tendencies. So <laughs> hearing how much of an impact, a positive impact that socialising can have on my mental health has given me renewed vigour to get out of the house and to catch up with friends in a very COVID safe way, of course, again. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe wherever you like to get your podcast. It means so much to us. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.